1: Like, did you ever think that you would be this rich? You know, it's it's funny because I remember me and Justin having a conversation and we were like, bro, how can we take this to 5,000 a month? Oh. That was our goal. Yeah, $5,000 a month. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times we don't believe in ourselves enough you know, from the beginning. Yeah. A lot of people like we have these dreams and goals and aspirations, but we don't really believe what we're saying sometimes. We just like, I want a million a company, mm. but they don't don't really understand what that means and what that entails. That's yeah. why manifesting is so important. Mm. Really speaking to what you want to do in life and really putting it out there yeah. so that not only you can hold yourself accountable, but other people can as well. Yeah. I always tell people, I don't even want to be a CEO. Mm. I want to be an owner. Mm. I want to own support by colleges, Ooh. but don't have to work every day. See when you're a CEO, you still have to manage, you still have to put out fires, yeah, you still have to do the day-to-day things to a certain extent. Yeah. I want to do nothing and let it continue to grow and make money for me that's how you become really wealthy Mm. when you're having to work something every day when you when it can't run without you you're still a slave to the job whether you're a ceo or not being a ceo sounds good it looks good i'm a ceo i'm a businessman i want to own it wait hold on that's
2: a (laughs) yo that's a big boss. say that again hold on listen you got to tell the people one more time though because that because that's that that that's that's big bag talk
1: All I'm saying is, you know, I think a lot of times people want to be a CEO because it's a glorified title now Mm -hmm. and before CEOs and entrepreneurship wasn't cool. And so now that it's getting cool, people want to be that, but don't understand the work that comes with it—the mm. day-to-day, the putting out fire. I put out fires every single day. Yeah. Like every day, it's something different that comes up in my business that I have to solve. Mm. So I want ownership. I want to lay the foundation, and I want everybody else to build it for me while I reap the benefits of what they're building.
2: No, I love
1: it. I love it. And so,
2: how how does one get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how does one get to the point where they could build something sustainable? Mm-hmm. Um, and then be able to you know play basketball, go to yeah. you know eat go out to eat, have brunches like how do they
1: do that? Yeah, I think it starts with your why right? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you doing what you're doing right? Yeah. And what problem are you solving? Mm-hmm. see a lot of businesses people want a business to have a business but not to solve a problem. Yeah. And so when you're solving problems that means that that problem will always need to be solved. Mm-hmm. So when a problem always has to be solved, you always have a business.
2: Hey, wait, 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 wait. I know you wanna watch this next video, but listen, if you are an entrepreneur, business coach, business consultant, or a small business owner who has a story and wants to learn how to create multiple streams of income from your story, I need you to text me right now. My book to 646-687-4152. That is my personal number. I have been an author for over 12 years. I've written 10 books, four of them have been bestsellers, and I've sold over 100,000 books. But I've also helped a lot of my clients take their expertise and put it into a story, then create multiple streams of income from that. So I wanna help you do the same thing. So text my book to 646-687-4152. All right, all right let's go back to the video. Pay attention and listen, we about to teach class. Inside the boat, my man asked cast. So get your man right. Thursday night, 8 p.m. You see him, change all night millionaire, man, set the best on earth. It's not a network. You get it where you can, and he's standing right here. Just come at the vault see black millionaires. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. the vault see black millionaires. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You won't ash cash, you can catch it right here in the vault. Alright, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet yo, when I tell you that this next guest is barred up, if you do not learn how to make your first million dollars on the internet selling real products and service, after you watch this video, then I cannot help you, the world can't help you, go get a job, work a nine to five, or work for somebody who is a boss, because when I tell you that this information is going to change your whole entire life. I am not exaggerating. This is not a hyperbole. I got my man, Corey Arvager, in the building. What's up, brother? <laughs> What's, going What's going on? What's going on? hope, too, right? <laughs>
1: sounds like, sounds yo, like. Yo,
2: surprisingly, and no
1: disrespect, <laughs> right?
2: Respectfully, yo, I remember my guy Neil, Fashion After My God Neil. Neil, like, yo, we about to ball 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, yo, I'm coming through, right? I come through. I see Corey, and you know he got the glasses on. He don't look like a hooper. I'm like this dude. I'm like, what's this dude gonna do, man? This dude ain't got no game. Hey yo, when I tell you this guy gets busy, busy, like he's a hooper, hooper.
1: Man, listen, I'm man. Like, I like, I like that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People don't know, but you know, I'm from from New York. I'm yeah. from North Carolina. Yeah. All we do is hoop. Right. All right. my life, I hooped. I hooped against some people that are in the NBA. Yeah. And folks just don't know. Yeah. So. When it's time, I like to I like to be the last pick and yeah. make the biggest impact. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. And
2: so for those who don't know, because we're gonna get into all the smoke. Let's man. do it. But for those who don't know, who is Corey Arvinger?
1: Yeah, so my name is Corey Arvinger. Um I serve as a CEO of a company called Support Black Colleges, and we focus on getting our black kids to our black schools mm-hmm. from North Carolina, come from a single parent home. And I'm just somebody out here trying to make it, man. Yeah. I'm trying to get some money. Yeah. I'm trying to do it the right way, and I'm trying to put my family on.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, and no, I love it. I love it. And so uh, take us to sort of like the, the genesis of the company, right? Because, you know, fast shout out to your partner Justin. So we had Justice on Justin right. on the show. Um, and he and I mean he's just like a genius. Different. Like he's, he's like different. his D different, right? Different. Like, like, like his cool, mellow, yeah. like metaphysical, <laughs> like he was giving us bars. Yeah. And I was like, that after I watched it, I was like, yo, I didn't even, you know what I'm saying? So he's like a yeah out of this world genius, right? Yeah, he wanted them. Yeah, but 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 tell us about the genesis of Support Black College.
1: Yeah, so you know, it's funny because I didn't really know a lot about HBCUs before I went to Howard. Mm. And my mom actually went to Howard. Mm. But it was like, she wanted me to make my own decision so that she didn't say much, uh-huh. which could have ultimately done me a disservice. But I kinda know I kinda like that she let me do my own thing. Yeah. And so I stepped on campus for the first time. I had never been there before. Mm-hmm. I applied to Carolina. I, I uh, applied to Duke. I applied to ANC and, and um, Howard. Mm-hmm. Howard was my last choice. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Duke and Carolina, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like home. Yeah. I walked around doing what we call the smile test. You mm-hmm. walk by people smile. Hey, how you doing? See how they respond. Right. And everybody was looking at me like, who is this weirdo? <laughs> right. Kind of thing. And I'm right. like, all right. I ain't see no black people. It was yep. like only Indian, Asian, and so I'm like, ah, this don't really feel like how college looks to me on TV, yeah. on Drumline, on ATV, like it didn't, they didn't <laughs> look like that to me. Yeah. And So uh, my first day going to Howard was actually my first day moving in, mm. and when I stepped on campus, I'm like, hey, yo, mm. like grass green, yeah, the yeah. water blue, yeah. you see all these beautiful black women, yeah. it's like guys in suits, yeah. I'm like, yo, what, what is this? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I literally went to the Mecca, they call it the mm. Mecca, Howard mm. University. Mm-hmm. And so that feeling right there, I'm like, I could not imagine not getting that feeling ever again. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that I could put something out there so that people can understand and have the knowledge before. Because I went to a white private high school. Mm-hmm. I went to a prep school for basketball. So mm-hmm. I didn't, they weren't saying HBCU, they were saying Carolina, dude, mm-hmm. Wake Forest, all the local ACC, big basketball schools. So no one ever told me that that was an option. And it was a very viable option for me, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know it. And mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure with support black colleges that no one ever could say it, at least they didn't know. Mm. That, anything else, I don't care about. But you, you can't say you didn't know. And yeah. so that's kind of where I started. I'm like, yo, let me just make a t-shirt. Yeah. And so I made a t-shirt. It was cool. It said "Support by Colleges" not in a logo format, mm-hmm. but just "Support by Colleges." And I wish I could. I gotta find a shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be worth some money in a few years. Right, right, right. But um, it just says "Support by Colleges," and the the feedback was amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, just say "Support by Colleges." Right. And so then I started making some Howard merch and. My friends at a like, make me something. My friends at FAMU, make me something. Clark, make me something. And so that's kind of how it started. Just something I was doing for fun, and it turned into what it is now. And and until, don't don't, don't blase that. (laughs) It turned into a multi-million dollar business,
2: right? (laughs) What it is now, no, a multi-million dollar business. And so, man, when you look at the level of success that you guys have, Mm -hmm. uh, especially because this was, like you said, this was like a, a, not a hobby, something that you just did for fun. And to see where you are now, right? Yeah, like, man. yo, you built a custom, but we're gonna get into all that, but you got a yeah. custom home yeah. from scratch. Like you, I'm talking about, I'm talking about you got like you my rich friend, Like, They be like, yo, you know any millionaire? I'll be like, yeah, I, I got I got rich friends, right? You my rich friend. And so, like, yeah. man, to see where you at right now, and 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 yeah. honestly, you know, this is like this is just the beginning, right? Yeah, but to see the map to a massive. Success, like Justin, you know, like what what has been your biggest day of sales so far? Man, $1 million. a million dollars. A million in one dollars. day.
1: Yeah, two days, two days, $1 million dollars. A
2: million dollars in two
1: days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, did you ever think that you would be this rich? You know, it's it's funny because I remember me and Justin having a conversation, and we were like, "Bro, how can we take this to five thousand a month?" Mm. That was our goal. Yeah, five thousand dollars a month. Yeah. and I remember that having that conversation and breaking down step by step what we can do and every month, we we our lowest was never even 5,000. Mm. I think our lowest in a month was like 10, 15,000 wow. from month one. Right. Wow. So it was crazy that our goals were so low mm. and we got to this far. Yeah. But I think that a lot of times we don't believe in ourselves enough you know, from the beginning, yeah. a lot of people like we have these dreams and goals and aspirations, but we don't really believe what we're saying. Sometimes we're just like, "I want a million dollar company," mm. but they don't don't really understand what that means and what that entails. That's yeah. why manifesting is so important. Mm. Really speaking to what you want to do in life and really putting it out there, yeah. so that not only you can hold yourself accountable, but other people can as well. Yeah, and so yeah. you know. I think you know, getting from there to here has been an amazing journey because it's allowed me to learn a lot of different things, yeah. positive, negatives, wins, yeah. losses. Yeah. But at the end of the day, just starting from wanting to make $5,000 an now, is, <laughs> it's just been an amazing journey. Man. And so let, let's get straight
2: to the smoke though, man, because um, I you know in this internet age, there is a lot of people um, who just want to be an entrepreneur just for the yeah. sake of of saying that they're entrepreneurs. Not to really make money, not to really make impact, but just to say, (laughs) yo, I am the CEO of XYZ. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you are somebody who has literally... not so. And and the good good thing about you is that it's not only that you've made the money, Mm -hmm. there's also other people Mm -hmm. that you've helped make massive amount of money online with their products or services. Um, And so talk a little bit about Sort of like the age that we're in, right? Yeah. Meaning like, yo, if you out here just trying to be a CEO, faking a funk, you wasting time because there's yeah, a lot of money to be,
1: be made out here. Talk
2: to me about that a little bit. Well, to
1: the first part, I always tell people, I don't even want to be a CEO. Um, I want to be an owner. Um, I want to own support by colleges, ooh. but don't have to work every day. See, when you're a CEO, you still have to manage. You still have to put out fires. Yeah. You still have to do the day-to-day things to a certain extent. Yeah. I don't want to do nothing. Wow and let it continue to grow and make money for me. That's how you become really wealthy. Mm. When you're having to work something every day, when you when it can't run without you, you're still a slave to the job, whether you're a CEO or not. So for me, I want to own it. Being a CEO sounds good, it looks good. Oh, I'm a CEO, I'm a businessman, I want to own it. I want to own it and let it do what it does and I, I reap the benefits of what I already set the stone for. Mm. So that's just that. But Wait, hold on, that's a,
2: <laughs> yo, that's a big boss. Say that again, hold on, listen. You gotta tell the people one more time though because yeah. that cause that's that that that's that's big bag talk. That's that's cough sure. talk. Like nah, you gotta tell them one more time. <laughs> no, nah, one but more time.
1: All I'm saying is, you know, I think a lot of times people wanna be a CEO because it's a glorified title now. Mm-hmm. And before CEOs and entrepreneurship wasn't cool. And so now that it's getting cool, people want to be that but don't understand the work that comes with it, mm. the day-to-day, the putting out fire. I put out fires every single day. Yeah. Like Every day is something different that comes up in my business that I have to solve. Mm. So I want ownership. I want to lay the foundation, and I want everybody else to build it for me while I reap the benefits of what they're building.
2: No, I love it. I love it. And so how, how does one get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how does one get to the point where they could build something sustainable um and then be able to, you know, play basketball, go to yeah. you know, eat, go out to eat, have brunches.
1: Like, how do they do that? Yeah, I think it starts with your why, right? Mm-hmm. Why why are you doing what you're doing, yeah. right? And what problem are you solving? Mm-hmm. See a lot of businesses, people want a business to have a business, but not to solve a problem. Yeah. And so when you're solving problems, that means that that problem will always need to be solved. Mm-hmm. So when a problem always has to be solved, you always have a business. Mm-hmm. And so if my business is providing education for HBCUs, well, there's never too much education for HBCUs. Right, right. There's never too much um, you know, positive messaging, scholarships, mm-hmm. grants, mm-hmm. loans, whatever. I did. There's never too much of that. So I will always have a business. Mm. And then the way you get remove yourself out of that and let the business run is automations and systems. Mm. So I put the things in place, the people in place that are needed uh-huh. in order for me to be able to live the life that I wanna live, uh-huh. right? But it all started with me first. Uh-huh. And, I, and I wanna say this, because everybody's like, I need a team, I need, I need this, I need this. I was a practitioner first. Mm. Everything that I tell telling somebody else to do, I've already done, yeah. and the reason why is I can't tell somebody who... Uh, I wanted to do graphics. Mm-hmm. Hey, do graphics, you get paid this much and it should take this much time. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I know that if I've never done it myself? Yeah, yeah. How do I know how much time it really takes? Because mm-hmm. for me, I can make a graphic in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So if you take an hour, I know that you're not as efficient as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a graphics person. Mm-hmm. So if I can do it faster than you and it's the same level of quality, then I know that you're not worth it for the position. I either need to pay you more mm-hmm. or I need to get you to work faster and pay what I think you should be paid. Mm-hmm. So I'm a practitioner first. Yes. And then once I- Hey
3: earners, did you know that the black community has two $2.7 trillion dollars of spending power? Are you ready to see what you can do when you combine and recirculate our resources to expand the pool of Black excellence? I know I'm ready. And that's why we've partnered with Greenwood, the in-demand Black-owned digital banking platform. Greenwood's namesake was founded in 1906, built from the brilliance of Black dreamers looking to create a self-sufficient community in the Greenwood district of Tulsa, Oklahoma, aka Black Wall Street. Today, Greenwood is a digital banking platform with the mission to strengthen the Black dollar using the same community reinvestment strategies of the original Greenwood district. And it's powered by a best-in-class mobile app that allows you to bank from anywhere. So, earners, if you're ready to build a new legacy of Black economic achievement, go to bankgreenwood.com slash EYL and sign up to be a part of the new Greenwood community. That's bankgreenwood.com slash EYL. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now.
1: Uh, I figure out what it takes and what it should look like in the balance and all of that, how much time it takes. Then I find somebody that can meet the standards that I have for the business. Uh-huh. Once I meet the person that has that standards, then I also look at a, a few other things. And one thing is, how willing are they uh how willing are they to work for the job, mm-hmm. and what that means for me is like it has to be about more than the job for mm-hmm. me. It has to be about i mean more but more than it has to be more than about money mm-hmm. anybody who works for me for money, I don't want mm. and the reason I say that is this job that I have you have we wear, we wear more than one hat, yeah, so like. Anybody who works for me, they might do shipping, bagging, but then they might also do customer service. Uh-huh. And they also might do uh, vending. We're, we're vending at InvestFest. Uh-huh. Somebody has to do that. Uh-huh. It's the same person who's folding and bagging. Uh-huh. So if it's just about money for you, I know that you're not going to be willing to be a Swiss Army knife for me. Uh-huh. And so I look for characteristics of people, then I look for skill set. Uh-huh. Because you can train and, and make skills, but those character traits are something that you can't really build. Some uh-huh. people are. You know, born or raised with certain skill, with certain character traits. Yep. And so for me, I look for those kind of people. That way I can automate my business knowing that I have the right kind of people in there for me. So uh-huh. uh, our first employee was my sister. Uh-huh. We bought her from North Carolina. She was working as a manager at a store that she did not like. Mm. And I knew that her situation was one that she wanted to change, mm-hmm. so she's the perfect candidate. Right. I know her well, mm. I know her tendencies, mm-hmm. I know what she can do, I know what she can't do. Yeah. I know that she's uh, teachable, yeah. and then I also know that she's looking for a fresh start, mm-hmm. so why not come to Atlanta? Yeah. So we brought her out here, um, and she started running our customer service and mm-hmm. our shipping and our and our bagging and all of that stuff, and you know, she really led the way to you know the staff that we have now. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Don't press that button because that's what I do every time I'm looking at an ad that I don't want to see. This ad just happened to be life-changing. I just happen to own one of the biggest home healthcare companies in the state of Georgia. I can help you create your own. Just to give you a little bit of insight, I send out registered nurses, LPNs, and CNAs to take care of people inside of the homes that cannot take care of themselves. But guess what? You don't have to have any medical background, and you don't have to have any medical knowledge. So if you're wanting to change your life and you have a passion for Actually taking care of people, then go ahead and sign up for Home
2: Healthcare Blueprint. I'll see you guys later. Nah, I love it. And what, what, what was the what was the tipping point for the company? Like, what what was that thing that 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 took y'all over from you know ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars to like one million
1: in two days? Like, yeah, there's a lot of things that led up to that, but I think the first thing that starts with building community. Yeah and I preach building community first. A lot of people, when they start brands, they instantly say, I'm selling you this, I'm selling you this, here's my book, here's this, but you don't know the person, you Mm. don't know your consumer. Think about somebody who walks up to you on the street and says, hey, buy my mixtape, right? And you like, I mean, no, I'm good, no thank you. But if somebody says, hey, what's going on, my name is this, I do this, man, I I come from North Carolina and I've been da-da-da-da, I got a single parent home and they tell you a little bit about their story, now it gives you a chance to know the person. And you say, I might want to support the person, Mm. I don't even care about the music, I want to support the person. So I, I use that same thing in my business. Let me get to know about you as my customer and Mm -hmm. let you get to know about me as the person that you're buying from. Mm -hmm. Then let's work together on the product. The the sales will come later, Mm -hmm. but just let's get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And so I think building community really helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times, if you look on our page, we're not talking about merchandise. We're talking about, you know, scholarships. We're talking about, oh, this homecoming got canceled. We're talking about this president uh, just got hired. If this person gave a million dollars to the school, we're giving out information first. And then what happens is you give the information and you build the relationship and the transaction comes after. Mm -hmm. People are worried about the transaction first and not the relationship. Mm -hmm. See, a transaction can happen one time, a relationship lasts forever. Mm -hmm. I want you forever. Mm -hmm. I don't want you just for one hoodie, Mm -hmm. one shirt. Mm -hmm. I want you for the life of you, that you have life. I want you for the whole time. I always wanna support this brand for the community they they built. So I think that was the stepping stone for us being able to make a million dollars. Now that, you mix that with influencer marketing Mm -hmm. and and looking cool, Right. right? So we had a lot of big influencers, Tiana Taylor, Chris Paul, the baby, Meg the Stallion. I mean, the names are endless. Uh-huh. But we got that from building community and having a strong presence and a strong core value for our brand. Yeah. Support black colleges. Right. How right. could you not support Absolutely. that? I'm yeah. like, dang, you don't like black colleges? <laughs> right. And the celebrities like, I mean, yeah, I rock it It kind of forces them to have to Absolutely. get with it. Absolutely. And so um I think a combination of community influence the marketing and is putting out good product. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times People are not selling cause the product is not good. And that's just what it is. Yeah, like yeah. But a lot, why am I not selling, Corey? Like, I'm doing everything you're saying. I'm like, well, let me see your product. Uh-huh. I see the product. I'm like, bro, this is a two dollar t-shirt right. with one dollar printing and right. it's no messaging. Yeah. And I don't get it. Right. So it's like you have to have a combination of things in order to get to that million dollar uh, days or two days.
2: Yeah, like, no, I love that. I love that. And then so, you know, what's the what's the first step uh that somebody uh needs to do, right? So so fresh, you know, got a nine to five. I'm about to
1: start this business, what's the first step that they should be, you know, working on? I say if if this is, if you have, if you currently have a nine to five and you're trying to go into entrepreneurship, I would first say to leverage your job to get the resources that you need to leave the job. Mm. So I'll give you an example. I used to work at AT Mm AT&T and they used to offer these free training for sales and different things. I used to always be like, nah, I'm Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And then I realized I went to one of them because my manager was like, Corey, I can see you like doing some other things. Mm -hmm. Like, you should tap into this. Mm-hmm. So I went to one of the trainings and they were talking about how to sell properly. Mm-hmm. And I learned, so I'm like, bro, that's what you all talking about for free? <laughs> right, right. So I started going to all, every chance I got, everybody like, why are you always going, you just don't want to work. Yeah. Nah, I want to work for myself. Yeah. So now I'm using and I'm leveraging what they're giving me for free for being on the job. This is free training yeah. and I'm using it to exit my nine to five. Mm-hmm. So everybody should start with an extra strategy. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, well let me build my business outside of work. No, let me use my job in the times and the relationships that I have mm-hmm. and let me build something else. So I used to use my, my job for that and every customer I used to get, I used to figure out what they did for a living. Mm-hmm. What do you do for a living? What do you do? When we used to talk about it. I used to give them marketing strategies mm-hmm. while I was fixing their cell phone wow. uh, what they on what to do in their business. Yeah. And then when I eventually left the job, they were coming back to me for marketing help while I was starting my own thing. So I think it was important, that, that's one thing I would say. I think understanding your why and knowing that is extremely important. I'm I'm a huge advocate of that because when you start without understanding that why and knowing what the real intention behind what you're doing is, you're never going to succeed because you're just doing something to do it. So, having purpose and real alignment with what you got going on is extremely important. So, utilizing your nine to five to get ahead, understanding your why, and then just taking action.
2: Yeah. And then, so now, you know, once once somebody takes action, uh, because I have a lot of people who are always asking for, you know, advice on entrepreneurship. There, you know, you know, they, they have they, you know, they take the first action. They got the products mm-hmm. and services, but you know, and they might have a product that's good, yeah. um, but they just don't, you know, like, 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 what's that next step? Like, how, yeah. how do it, how do they get to that space where uh, they find their community or yeah. they like, how, how do, how do,
1: how do they, how do they build
2: yeah. that community and build that business?
1: I would say first you just start off by putting a product out there and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. So, like our first shirt, we just put it out there and we I didn't know what the response was going to be like. Mm. But I, I have a saying where I say your customer is always right. Mm. Any if they say they don't want it, they don't want it. Mm. If they say they love it, then put it out. Mm. There's times where my customer was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. And I still put it out because I thought it was nice. Right. And so Ooh, then when the yeah. sales didn't come in, I was looking at like why? And Justin, was like, bro, they said they didn't want it. Yeah. And I didn't listen. Yeah. So your customer's always right. And also, everybody's trying to be perfect instead of just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Don't be perfect, be present. Mm. Y'all trying to be perfect. Oh, I need to put out the perfect product <laughs> with a perfect marketing thing. No, be present. Yeah. Because they can't buy what you don't give them to buy. Mm, yeah. Like, if I don't give you a product to buy, then it's, you can't do it. Right. How can you make an offer to somebody, or I want to make an offer to somebody, don't give them the offer, and then expect them to take an offer you don't give them. Right. So, you don't be perfect, be present. I always tell people that. Yeah. And then just put it out there. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Now... If it goes well, then understand you did something right, and let's continue to re- replicate that strategy. Yeah. If it doesn't go well, figure out what didn't go right. Hey, why didn't you buy? Mm-hmm. Hey, what what was it the price point? Was it the quality? Mm-hmm. Was it the way I released it? Was it the pictures? Whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And then you do your research, and then get better from there. Mm-hmm. So I just say, just do it. Yeah. Get it out there. Yeah. When I started Support Black cup, I had no idea how to run a clothing mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. Even today, I sometimes yeah. I'm like, Bro, what am I doing? Right, right, right. <laughs> Even today, because every day is a learning experience. Absolutely, yeah. But it starts with just doing it. Do it ugly. Don't do it perfect. Just do it and, and do it. And then also, look at the people around you who are doing it well and take strategies from them. Mm-hmm. So I've looked at Nike's campaigns, Adidas. You can look at the Facebook ads library and see what ads these companies mm-hmm, are running. Yeah. I'm literally like looking at them like, how they run the ads? Okay, mm. video. They do no pictures. Mm. They don't put any prices in there. Mm. It's all lifestyle. Mm. And I'm taking tips and strategies from different people, mm. and I'm using them to my advantage to, you know, go ahead and put things out. Mm. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just look at mm. what everybody else is doing. Right. Who paid people millions of dollars to do these things right. and they just copy it. Right. Oh, so. I love that. I love that. And so, how important
2: though? Because you, because you mentioned ads. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who. Kind of brag about like, yo, mm-hmm. you know, this is all organic. <laughs> I don't spend no money for marketing. Um yeah, yeah. but but like you said, McDonald's is a billion trillion dollar business, mm-hmm. still does marketing and advertising. Oh, Tri- Apple, trillion yeah. dollar business, still markets and advertises. Yeah. And so, and so uh, you know, talk a little bit about like doing, you know, like ads, yeah. how important that is.
1: I think it's extremely important, but what people have to understand is ads should just be an addition to what you're already doing. Um, if you're using ads as your main source to get sales, then you're wrong. Um, it should only amplify what you're oh, already doing. Yeah. So we're already talking to the space in HBCUs. We're already posting a lifestyle. We already have the influencers. When um, we put ads on it, it just adds some fuel to the fire. Um, That's it. Uh-huh. So my fire was right here. Then ads should make the fire blow up. Right. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Some people are leading with ads and wondering why they're not converting. You mm. didn't you didn't nurture the customer. Mm. They don't they don't know who you are yet. Yeah. You're just putting an ad in front of them, and it's a it's like a cold call. Mm. If you call somebody cold, the chances of converting are not high. Mm-hmm. But if you've been talking to them about stuff that's not sales for a few days, mm-hmm. and then you call them asking for something, it's a lot better chance that you'll make the sale. Yeah. So that's how I look at ads. I think it's very valuable, mm-hmm. but only valuable once you have that foundation and groundwork set.
2: And and then is it is it wise that somebody. Uh, hire somebody to do the ads? Mm-hmm. Should they try figure it
1: out themselves? Yeah. You know How they approach that? I, I I say the same thing. Be a practitioner first. Mm-hmm. So me and Justin were running our own ads for a while until yeah. it was like, all right, no more. Yeah, yeah. And now when we hire somebody, I knew that the first person we hired, I don't think worked out. And so I knew that he didn't really know what he was doing yeah. because I tried. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if I didn't try, I wouldn't have known I would have mm-hmm. continued to waste money. Yeah. But because we tried first, then once somebody did it? That I knew how to do. We're like, oh yeah, they good. And yeah, we yeah. just let them run it up. Yeah. So I think that you should try first, and then you know, worst that happen is you're gonna be in the same place you started. It in, right. And then let's go to somebody who knows what they're doing. And,
2: and, and, and what's what's a good return though on on ads, right? Because yeah. I know sometimes you know people put you know five hundred dollars and 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 should yeah.
1: they get a thousand? Should they get five thousand? <laughs> like, is it yeah. like what's what's a good return? So I'll say this. When we started running our ads i think we were starting at uh, five dollars uh ad Mm -hmm. so we started with a hundred dollars we ran uh five or we ran 20 ads for five dollars and we saw what we got our return on some Mm -hmm. got zero dollars some got two or three dollars some got twelve dollars and from there we scaled up on the ones that got more money than we put Uh, in right so when you're first starting Anyone that makes more money than what you initially put in yeah. is a good ad. Yeah. right? Because the goal, if, if you put in $5, you get 10 Well, that's double the return. Yeah. So if you put $100 you're going to get $200. Right, right. And so I would start low. A lot of people are like, oh, I want to put $10,000 yeah. in ads. Yeah. You don't even know if it works yet. Right. And when we start to segment them and put them in very specific places, then what happens is one of our best um, ads that converted when we targeted people who like Jet Magazine. Mm. Jet Magazine, right? right, right? right, right Who would right, think that? Right, right. And that ad is slapping. Mm. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And then we we targeted the word HBCU and it didn't work as well. Mm. Even though our brand... Is,
3: you wow. see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 so yeah. that's
1: why testing these different assets is so important yeah. because you never know what's really going to hit. And sometimes you got to switch up what you're putting out in front of people. Yeah. Jet Magazine might like pictures, mm. but they might not like video. Yeah. Or HBCU might like video, but not like pictures. Mm. It's so many different things, but any return is good. That's over the profit that you put in in the first place. That's yeah. what I would say.
2: Yeah, no, I love that. And then so now, um, you know, what's your what's your your thought process on um selling online versus mm. like selling in person brick yes. and mortar? Is it, is it, is you know give me your
1: thoughts. Yeah. So I brick and mortar, I'm, i I don't want it all. Mm. I never want to own a store. Mm. Me personally. Yeah. I think that it's for certain people for certain things, but yeah. for me it seems like a lot of work. Uh Now, I do think you should get in front of your customer, though. Uh I'm a huge advocate of grassroots marketing. Uh So when me and Justin first started, the first thing we did was we went on the HBCU College Uh Store. That was the first, I'm talking about month.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.
1: We were on campuses uh, because I knew our customer was there. We we were on campus. Yeah, We used to throw parties on campus. We were super active. Yeah. We were a uh, part of like student council and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I knew that our customer, we could go to them and they would buy. Mm-hmm. So we went to Howard. We went to uh, Hampton, FAMU, North Carolina A&T. Those are the first four schools we went to. Mm-hmm. Killed it. I'm talking yeah. about ten, yeah. twenty thousand dollars 20000 in a weekend. Right, right. And right. so what we did was not only did we get sales, but we got new contacts and we got people to know about what we were doing. Mm-hmm. You got 100, 200, 300,000 people a targeted group of people in an area that they're looking for stuff like yours. Uh-huh. And so we literally just capitalized on people already bringing the people there for us. Uh-huh. The school's gonna bring the folks. Now we just have to show up to present something to uh-huh. them. And so we did that. But I also think that selling a is an amazing thing as well. Uh-huh. I think it's easy. What happens is you, you, you promote to them, they buy, you ship. Uh-huh. Simple, That's right? right. Yeah. It's, your return policy can be whatever it wants to be we don't really do returns mm-hmm. but like certain situations we do mm-hmm. i just think it's easy to do it that way but I think the grassroots and really building that foundation is good too so mm-hmm. I think a combination of both but never brick and mortar mm-hmm. for me right because the e-commerce you don't have to worry about the overhead right. the staff right. the uh, hiring the security cameras yeah. yeah internet like it's so many more things that you have to do when you have a brick and mortar so yeah. I'm all for the e the e-buying that's that's yeah. what I'm about and then,
2: and then and then so 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 if I hear you correctly uh, the e-buying is the way to go because at the end of the day uh you get higher profit mar- margins right yes, because you, you know right now uh you know you have a big warehouse mm-hmm. you warehouse all your your stuff you have a team that you know and you you don't have to pay for the extra you know the exactly. extra things that yeah. happen yeah and so and so um you know this episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank what's your thoughts on cuz you cuz you mentioned this earlier about somebody you know you know starting a, a line Um, And they have the t shirt and they just have the dollar printing. Um, There's companies out there like Printful and Printify um, where people are using in order to start their businesses. Uh, What's your thoughts on that?
1: I think it depends on what kind of person you are. Mm -hmm. So for me, I like to be a practitioner. Yeah. So I like to physically see the product. I like to see the quality of the shirt. Mm-hmm. I like to look at the print. I like to feel it. I like to mm-hmm. see how we bag fold it. Mm-hmm. I like to see us put a card in there. Mm-hmm. I like to see all of that. Yeah. And I also like getting all the customer's information. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times when you do those third party, you might not get all the information, which yeah. is. Real, the real money. Yeah. Honestly, being able to reach them more than one time. Mm-hmm. But some people, they want to be hands off. Mm-hmm. They want to say, I want to sell a shirt and do nothing else. Mm-hmm. I'm actually starting a drop shipping business mm-hmm. where I will literally sell the stuff and I will never see, wow. touch it, and it's going to make money. Wow. That's, just, that's the business I just want, just to make a little extra bread. Yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. will know it's mine. Right. So I think there's time for that and space for that, mm-hmm. and I think there's space for the other way. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at yourself. See, a lot of this stuff comes with self-realization. Mm-hmm. Who are you as a person? Yeah. Do you want to do the work? Do yeah. you want to hire staff? Do you want to manage? Do you want to do bookkeeping? Do you want to mm-hmm. do all that? Or mm-hmm. do you want somebody else to do all of that? Mm-hmm. And you just provide the product and design. Mm-hmm. So I think both can be successful, but it just depends on the person.
2: And, then, and then talk, talk to me a little bit about um, you know ways that you uh, should protect yourself and your ideas, right? Um, because you know there's so many people uh, that have brands mm-hmm. Uh, that they put out these you know dope sayings. and then, um I mean, I, full transparency, right? We talk behind the scenes. Um, you know, when we interview Justin, uh, I, you know, I, I, I read comments, I answer comments. Um and people were like, "Yo, that's not their company. They stole it from Corey's cousin." And I'm like, "What? They stole it from Corey's cousin?" I'm like, "Wait, hold on. Yeah, Who are we putting yeah, on? Yeah. I met both of them. <laughs> I know they good dudes. What's happening?" Um, and then you know, in in trying to look up and see like what's happening, I saw like trademark papers and mm-hmm. you know, you know, countersuits and all this mm-hmm. crazy things. You you know, trying to protect your brand. So talk yeah. talk about yeah. the importance of that. And if you could, yeah. talk, you know, shed light. A little yeah. bit on you know that situation. Yeah,
1: I mean I think it's extremely important, obviously, because <laughs> yeah. I went through it. Yeah. So a lot of times when we're telling something to entrepreneurs, we're telling it from experience so that you don't have to go through it. Yeah. A lot of times you're like, why are you charging so much for this information? Well, it's because I spent a hundred thousand dollars mm. getting this information right. now that I can tell you for free right. or for whatever price. Right. Um. So me and my cousin actually started the brand together. Mm-hmm. When I was at Howard University, um, he was back in Jersey doing his thing, and he had a little clothing brand, like he was just making clothes and. Mm-hmm you know, it was kind of just local and he was doing his thing and then we realized that there was something with the colleges there. He uh-huh. like, bro, you killing campus, you're throwing parties, uh-huh. whatever, hey bro, let's make some designs and let's sell some shirts. Uh-huh. So that's when an initial support by colleges uh, shirt came about. Uh-huh. We were talking about Martin and Will Smith and Fresh Prince and how they used to have the HBCU clothing and uh-huh. nobody was doing that anymore. Yeah. So we saw a market that was untapped and tapped into it. The thing about it was I didn't know that a lot of the business was going down the way it was going down because uh-huh. I would I didn't know. Uh-huh. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And so he'd be like, all right, Corey, buy these shirts for me for $20 and then we can sell them for $30 and you take five and I take five. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh-huh. But now that I know that a shirt costs $6 to make, right. and I'm like, well, I'm giving you 20 and And as I started to look uh-huh. at it, I'm like, this don't really make sense yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so seeing how like, in one way I was kind of getting bamboozled, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I, I didn't really know. And it's a lack of knowledge, I understand it. I was in college, I was making some bread, so I'm, I feel good. Yeah. I'm making money from parties, I'm getting a few hundred dollars from the clothes, yeah. I'm straight. Mm-hmm. But as I started to get older and I realized I was working really hard, I was doing all the groundwork, I am i got to meet people at their dorms at 1 a.m. to give them a shirt, uh-huh. I got to meet you before the club to get you up. And I'm doing a lot of work and I'm like, hey bro, I think I should be getting some more profits. Yeah. And every time we talked about money, it, it always got like, it just got too far, yeah. every every single time. And I remember, I, uh, he, he used to always say this to me, he said, Corey, all you do is tweet and post on social media. Uh-huh. He's always say, all you do is tweet and post on social media. And I thought that was crazy because now that our business is a multi-million dollar company, uh-huh. all I do is tweet and post on social media. <laughs> right. It's the same thing. Right. Nothing right. has changed. Right. Except for now, people understand the value of right. doing a tweet and then post on social media. Right. So it's really crazy that happened. But long story short, the company kind of died down on when we got out of college. Me and Justin both were doing separate things. Uh-huh. He was working for some company. I think he was like selling scales or something. Doing something that he didn't want <laughs> right. to do. And I was uh, working at at and yeah. I moved to Atlanta, um, got a job with Tyler Perry. He mm-hmm. wanted me to help him with some marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want to bring support back colleges back. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to get Justin down here. I'm like, Justin, hey bro, I got this mm-hmm. idea. I want to bring mm-hmm. it back. I want to bring it back. And Justin kept hesitating, mm-hmm. kind of hesitating. Mm-hmm. Finally, after some months, I got Justin out here. Mm-hmm. So what happened was we started to do our first college tour again, because mm-hmm. we were like, the way we started, we did a college tour, let's do it again. We hit about four or five schools and come, that's October, Around January, my cousin posted that he got the trademark for support by college. <laughs> I'm like, I don't see my name on there. Right, right, right. And so I hit him up, like, bro, what's up with this? Like, and he was like, yeah, bro, I went on hand trademark the brand. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't put my name on it. We mm. did this together. Like, right. We started it together. Th- uh-huh. There's no. Support black college without Corey because right. you didn't even go to a black college. Mm-hmm. You didn't even go to school. Right. You don't. You don't know anybody who goes to an HBCU. Know it's right. it's different, right? right, right There's right. certain things you can speak about with certain schools that somebody might not understand. Mm-hmm. I might come to you. I say I went to the Mecca. You'd mm. be like, What's the mecca? Mm-hmm. Well, if you went to HBCU, it's Howard. Right, right. If I say NCAT, that means North Carolina ANC, but if you didn't go, you might not know that. Right. So there are certain things that you just can't know or do without actually attending an HBCU. Yeah. So we had that argument, well, I made the design, and it was just this whole back and forth. Yeah. I'm like, Let's go to court. Mm. Because I know that my, my side will hold them in court because there was zero sales without me. Mm. I did the marketing, I did the branding, the Mm tweets. The The same thing that you admitted to me doing all the time, which brought us in sales, I was doing. I set Mm -hmm. us up for the homecoming tour. I got the influencers, I put up on Tiana Taylor. Mm -hmm. She came to the Howard Theater. Mm -hmm. I had happened to already be throwing parties at the Howard Mm -hmm. Theater. Mm -hmm. So the night she came, I said, hey, I asked the owner, can I sneak in here with my bag, Mm -hmm. give her some merch? He said, yeah, that made Mm us Mm $40,000. So you can't say that stuff is not beneficial. So long story short, we went, you know, try to settle out of court, people hard-headed. Mm. So we had to start getting money involved. Mm. We hired a lawyer, HBCU grad obviously. <laughs> right, so uh, right, we right. knew that she was going to ride for us because she is a different attachment to it. Right. That's, what, that's why community is so important. Mm, mm-hmm. She knew about the brand and loved the brand mm-hmm. so she was already with it. Oh, and she went to Hampton. So it's like, it was rivals, right, but, right, but we still yeah. we, we got the same end goal, right? right? right, right and right. so uh, we ended up spending about $50,000, $60,000 no. and we ended up selling out of court after like four or five months mm. because, some people's money was drying up and ours wasn't. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. we was like, we can take it to court. Right. This is the last time. Right, right. But you know, if we make it to that, we're putting all our bread mm-hmm. into it and, mm-hmm. and it's gonna turn into that. So we end up selling out of court. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I would have thought about and understood the process of trademarking my brand beginning, yeah. I would have saved myself $60,000 in months worth of headaches. Yeah. Like I'm on calls with lawyers, like, okay, so here's the story, here's every single piece of paperwork, here's every Facebook post. Mm. You save time and money. You can't get that stuff back. Right. You can get the money back, but not the time. Right. And so I think that it's important. If you see something that's good that people are loving mm-hmm. and attracted to, go ahead and get that trademark. It mm-hmm. don't cost as much as you think. Yeah. A few hundred dollars, and yeah. with a solid lawyer, you'd be straight. Yeah. So I definitely encourage that because I went through it myself.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And so, now, you know, you are where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've built this, you know, multi-million dollar business. Uh, if you can go back and talk to 18-year-old Corey, oh, what advice are you giving him?
1: Man. <laughs> um, mean, so much stuff. <laughs> 18-year-old Corey didn't know anything. Yeah, I think understanding margins is extremely important. Mm. A lot of people are running businesses and they think they're making money, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They don't know their margins. So... Let's just say, for instance, this t shirt costs, let's just say $6 blank, uh-huh. and it costs me $4 to print it. Uh-huh. So I'm saying, oh, this shirt costs $10. Uh-huh. But that's not the true cost of it. Uh-huh. Because, okay, six and four, but then you have to have the staff that bags and folds uh-huh. it. So you got to pay them. Then you're running ads to this product. So that's the cost too. Uh-huh. Then you're actually shipping the product. So shipping is, is uh-huh. a cost. Uh-huh. So what is the out the door price uh-huh. versus the price to just get it made? Yeah. So I would say, well, from each hoodie, we make thirty dollars but in reality we might only make 16 uh, which means that i'm not making as much money as i thought i was uh, so last year black friday when we did a million dollars i'm like hey we made five hundred thousand yeah. dollars but really we only made two hundred thousand right. dollars because i didn't know my margins uh, so if i'm talking to somebody that's a beginner myself at 18 i'm like yo understand the margins the out the door cost the marketing the branding the uh, post how much are you giving the influencer is uh, it free is it paid and all that information is going to help you understand how much money you're really making.
2: Yeah, no, I love that.
1: I love that. And so, uh,
2: dispel a money myth for me, right? Because you, you know, you said, uh, you know, single parent home, right? Grew yeah. up, you know, uh, with, with your mom. Um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that you know you weren't rich. You know, you know, growing yeah. up, <laughs>
1: we're poor but wasn't rich. Yeah, yeah, you know. And
2: so. Um, a lot of times you hear you know different money myths uh, you know money doesn't grow on trees you got to work hard for money and scare money don't make money right uh, you dispel a money myth for me give me something uh, that you might have thought about money coming up but now mm-hmm. you know you you, you you know differently
1: yeah um, man that's a good one. I think the, the thing that uh, actually one of my friends told me is she says, She manifests money, right? Uh So she says, the more money she spends, the more money she makes. Mm. And I was always taught, man, don't spend all your money, save it, and then like you know, see what happens. Yeah. So or you know, save it for a rainy day. Right. But for me, when she told me that, I'm like, well, explain to me that in you know more detail. And she was like, well, if I know I'm going to go spend thirty thousand dollars at Gucci today, Uh I know I got to go make thirty thousand dollars to replenish. Uh And I thought that was such a dumb thing to do. Right. And then, as I started to spend more money just in my life, yeah. I'm like, "Hey, yo! Now that I did that, I'll, let me get on live real quick. Right? Let me let me drop an ebook, yeah. and I really could get it right back. Right, right, Every, right, There's never been a time I spent a large amount of money mm-hmm. and not got it back. Yeah. I bought my house, and I spent a lot of money. Yeah. Right? I put a lot of money up front. What's a lot of money? So my house was seven hundred like eighty thousand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I had to put down I can't remember 118 or something because. I had to do a bank statement loan because oh, okay. I don't got no W-2s. All this other stuff I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. I wish I would have known about. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> But after I did that, I said, you know what? I'm gonna do a mastermind. Mm. Did a mastermind make the money right back. Mm. In a weekend right. from my house. Right, right. So right. that that I used to think I had to save and hold on to everything, but yeah. actually. I can spend it and I can just go work hard and go get it back. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's been something I've been living by ever since. Now I'm not I'm not ruthless with my money. Right, right. right. But I understand the fact that I can multiply money anytime I want mm. to because I know how to make sales. Yeah. I know I have a community. I know that yeah. I can teach in yeah. the teaching space, as you know, is amazing absolutely, right now. Absolutely. My mom is yeah. a teacher of 30 years and I understand why she does it. Absolutely. I get joy from seeing absolutely, somebody have yeah. an aha moment yeah. from something that I told them. Yeah. There are people who are like, one step away from you know that 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 big break or right. you know one product away or yeah. one post away or whatever. Yeah. And I literally can give them that key that they need. That's yeah. why I love it. And yeah. that, that's why podcasts like this are amazing. Yeah. Cause you can watch this and you can literally go make a million dollars. Absolutely. You can literally go start a business yeah. from this podcast. Right. 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 And so um that's been amazing for me and I understood that teaching is the new um it's like a new being like a new influencer. Like being a teacher. Absolutely. And I've enjoyed that as well as you know being able to put out products and do events. And mm-hmm. all of that stuff I've been doing all my life. I've been doing events all my life. I do yeah, parties. Right? right. I've been teaching all my life because I teach my people who are under me as promoters mm-hmm. how to make sales. Right. And so now I'm just doing that on a larger scale. Yeah. And now I know that money kind of does grow in trees. Right, right. It kind of right. really does grow right, in trees because I can right. create it whenever I want.
2: To. Yeah, not I love that because it's funny because uh I was talking to Shans the other day. Um, <laughs> and you know, you know, everybody got Rolexes and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yo, I gotta give me a Rolex. Yeah. He was like, yo, just throw an event.
0: An event yeah, yeah, that you
2: weren't planning to do, and then make the money from the event, yeah. and then go buy the roller. And it's 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 yeah. true though because I've been in situations where I wanted to buy something mm-hmm. that you know my you know I, I'm a financial educator so I gotta be smart with yeah, my money. Yeah. And then I'm like man I'm, I wanna take the family on vacation. All right, you know what I take the family on vacation it's gonna cost you know twenty thousand. Yeah. All right let me go, let me let me run a sale on something real yeah. quick or let me do and literally um, you
1: can create money though just like you could, really really could create, create money. money. Yeah, yeah. I think we have to stop making money so difficult. Absolutely. Like I agree. Let, let's stop making it so like it's like a puzzle that we're like struggling to put together. Yeah. It's very simple actually. Yeah. yeah. You do this, yeah, you offer this, you sell this, yeah. you get this. Yeah. Right? Now yeah. the way you do it is the hard part, but right. the actual the basis of it is very easy. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that we have to stop making it difficult, stop making it complicated and just do it. Yeah. Do it ugly, but do absolutely. it. I love and then whatever happens, yeah. then there was, even if you make two thousand instead of twenty. Mm-hmm. But that was two thousand that you didn't exactly. have if you didn't do exactly. it. Exactly. So I think yeah. it's possible to just kinda of generate and, money.
2: but but be, but let's be clear though. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want nobody to be like, oh Ash Cash said you could create money anytime <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting here struggling trying to pay my phone bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You create right, you create money because mm-hmm. money Chases after what value? Yes, value first. Value yes. first. So don't. So when I tell you that I could create, I could create money. It's not that I'm. I'm not scamming nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, bamboozling nobody. In mm-hmm. fact, my the fav, my favorite book of all times is the Science of Getting Rich. Mm-hmm. It gets you straight to the bag, <laughs> and I follow that rule to a T. I will yeah. not. I will always give more in use value than yes. I get in money value, meaning yeah. that if you gave me $2,000, I gave you $5,000 or a million dollars or like I every know time. every time that every I time. give you something, you if you apply it the right way, mm-hmm. you are getting way more. Like I had a client of mm-hmm. mine who uh, paid me I think eight, eight grand, mm-hmm. right, for a consultation and
1: you got robbed, yo! Rob, got I'm robbed! I'm talking
2: about highway robbery. Got, I already know you got robbed. Yo, highway robbery! You know why? Because they made six figures off of that <laughs> receipts, though. I'm talking about like like off of the eight thousand that they charge that I charge for a consultation. I
1: love it. it. They like it. yo, I just I yo, yo <laughs>
2: with that text too, like yo, bro, I just made six figures, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And so you know, the, yeah. the, the the truth of the matter is that don't listen to this whole. We create money because right. you create value, right? Right, right? And and honestly, the first time you know I was even introduced to you mm-hmm. was Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, and you was dropping hella game. I'm like, yo, <laughs> yeah. who is this Corey guy? Like he was dropping so much game, right? Yeah. And it was you weren't charging for it. Mm-hmm. You weren't telling nobody to buy nothing. You were just straight spitting game, which yeah. means that if you making money off the free stuff, you know mm. what I'm saying? Then imagine if Man. you pay for it, you that, know what I'm that's saying?
1: You know what? I, so we did a free event the other day. Mm-hmm. We did a free Black Friday masterclass. Yeah. Me and Justin said, "Let's do a free masterclass for people who want to learn about Black Friday." Yeah. Mind you, we just made a million dollars last Black Friday. Mm, yeah. So if I'm person hey, i I'm like, these folks just made a million dollars. Let me go and get this game. Right. Five hundred people RSVP. Right. Mm. Five hundred people. Yeah. So we were gonna have it in our warehouse, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, we can't fit 500 people in there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, we can fit about 150. Right. So I said, look, the event is free, but mm-hmm. if you want a guaranteed seat, mm-hmm. you can pay $99. Yeah. Now I only said that because people were like, well, I'm coming from Cali, mm-hmm. I'm coming from New York, I'm coming from, and they're like, I wanna make sure I have a seat. So I'm like, yeah. well, you can pay for a seat. Right. Cause that's really the only way I can get, I can't say, oh, well, he's coming from Cali, so he gets a right, seat. right. I gotta sell something. Yeah, yeah, So people complained about that, right? And then people showed up, right? So at the day of the event, it was 100 people there. Uh-huh. 100 people, 50 of which paid for seats, mm-hmm. and 50 that came for free. Yeah. So we gave the game out. I mean, me and Justin left it all online. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a free or pay. I'm giving it all, right? right? right sure. I'm giving you exactly the emails, the texts. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the strategy. I showed you our pre-sale. Mm-hmm. I showed you our release. Mm-hmm. I told you everything. Mm-hmm. So then what happens is people are like, well... Do you have a replay?" I'm like, yeah, we'll do a replay. Mm-hmm. We'll do it for $99. Yeah. Because I had to pay the people to film. Right. And then I had to pay them to cut it, edit it. Mm-hmm. And then we got to send it out to you. Right. People complain about that, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's crazy because I said, when we do a free event, mm-hmm. people don't show up. Yeah. When we do a paid event, it costs too much. Right. Right? And Neo always says this, mm-hmm. cheap people know the price of everything but the value of nothing. Some people just don't understand what the value of things are. Yeah. I gave you a million dollar strategy for Black right. Friday. Yeah. And you're talking about $99 is right. too much. Exactly. Oh, I didn't come because I thought it was gonna be too crowded. Mm. You don't wanna win. Right. And you're gonna watch people who are action takers who actually showed up, they're gonna go and make money while yeah. you watch them. Yeah. There's a young lady who came in there and she I literally have the text message on my phone. She said, Hey, I came to the event. We did an offer for 500 after that. Uh-huh. where basically we give you we give you like everything intangible, worksheets, step-by-step guides, day by day, and two consultation calls with us. Mm-hmm. Five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Two calls with right, me and Justin right. alone right, right, right. is way more than that. Absolutely, yeah. But we wanted you to be able to can't say no. Yeah. She said it's been less than four hours from that free masterclass, mm-hmm. and I've already made two thousand dollars for one play I implemented. Wow. Wow. One, I said, what play yeah, did you implement yeah, that made yeah, you yeah, two thousand right, in right. less than four hours? Right, right. And she told me the exact. I said, I said that that was in the first five minutes of my Absolutely, speech.
3: Yeah, yeah, That
1: was the first. That was one of the first things I said. Then we got on live the other day and she got back in there and she said, oh, I made 4,000 more from that same play. Uh-huh. And I said, you see how people, some yeah. people will say, oh, it's going to be too many people. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to pay 99. Yeah. This person took action, yeah. showed up for themselves and made four bands yeah. within three days of coming to an event that was free. Yeah, uh-huh. And so that's why it's so important, like, Everybody's always talking about free versus paid and uh-huh. you know, whatever. I don't care about all that. All yeah. I care about is giving value. Yeah. And if I give the value, the people who take it are gonna win from and the people who don't are gonna just watch other people win. Yeah, nah. Love that. Love
2: that. And so now, you know, being you know, running a multi million dollar business, being financially abundant, uh, what has been the most extravagant thing you've done with money so far?
1: <laughs> extravagant? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a pretty simple person. Yeah. Like you know, um, I mean, I bought a house, but I feel like, I mean, I had to buy one eventually. Right, 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 right. Um, it's less about extravagant for me. It's more about just experiences. Yeah, I care about experiences. Like, I drive a nice car. I drive a Maserati, but mm-hmm. I got that only because the Jeep I wanted wasn't available. Yeah, and and the guy was like, we got this Maserati, and I'm like, how much is it? Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, nice. right, right, right. So. I'm not really about that, but the, I was. I can tell you my favorite thing I've done with my money. Mm-hmm. The favorite thing I've done with my money so far is move my mom and my grandma down to live with me and they. I let them quit their jobs. Um, That's nice. what I care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my mom, yeah, the yeah, impact. Yeah, my yeah. mom was working as a teacher for 30 years. I said, yeah. how much money do you make? Mm. It's like 50,000. I said, I can make that in a day. Mm. Quit that job. Mm. Why, why are you still there? Mm. You're in North Carolina. I'm not there no more. My right. sister's not there, she's right. here. Right. And my grandma don't work. She right. gets checks from the government. Yeah. Why y'all still in North Carolina? Yeah. We lived in a townhouse, two bedroom. with you could come live in this house with me. We right. got a yard, yeah. we got a koi pond, yeah, we yeah. got a food table, <laughs> right, ping pong.
0: Right, yeah. Look, everything is yeah, taken care yeah, of. So
1: yeah. that was my favorite thing. I was like, mom, yeah. I'm ready for you to come move in with nice. yeah. And. You know, granted, being 29, living with your mom ain't the, you know, right, right, it, that right, ain't right, the ideal right, situation. Right, right. But for me- But I mean, you ain't really I'm, living with your mama. <laughs> your mama living with you. This yeah, yeah. It's a little different. A little so little it's different. cool because, yeah. you know, every morning the kitchen is clean. Yeah. yeah. Breakfast will be made. Right. So I'm really enjoying yeah. it. Right. But um, I think that I want to just travel more. Yeah. COVID kind of stopped that. Yeah. So I'm all about experiences and travel. Um, yeah. I don't really care about the material things. They're cool, but um, I want experience.
2: No, I love it. Love it. All right. We're going to do a quick speed round. Let's do it. What we do is we take uh bank terms and we flip them for here inside the vault. So okay. the first term is deposit slip. Okay. A deposit slip is, you know, what you you fill out, you you know, put money inside the bank. For us, a deposit slip is a money slip up, like mm-hmm. a, a a money mistake, right? Okay. So what is the biggest deposit slip you've made so far?
1: Oof. Um <laughs> money mistake. Yeah. I would say the biggest money mistake we made is. Um, ooh, going with manufacturers overseas that were not trusted. Oh, okay. There was a time where we basically spent, you know, fifty thousand dollars with an overseas manufacturer mm-hmm. that was not recommended. It was mm. like one of those trial and error things. Yeah. We did a little bit of money with them and it was okay. Uh-huh. Then we get the big deposit, mm. ran off on a plug. Wow. So uh we lost about fifty to sixty thousand dollars on merchandise that we pre-sold. Oh, so it was art. So I had to wow. find a whole other manufacturer to make yeah. it and yeah. it was a lot. That was yeah. definitely the biggest mistake. Uh wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right.
2: Number two, charge off. Right? A charge off. um, You know, if you borrow money from the bank, you don't pay it back. They try to get it eventually. They're like, I forget it. They charge it off. Um, Here inside the vault, a charge off is what type of people or mindset did you have to charge off during your journey? Mm. What? (laughs) And that's a negative thing, right? Yeah. Like you. Like you know what? This type of people I don't deal with or yeah. this, this way of thinking I, I no longer deal
1: with. I had to make sure that I stopped looking at other people's journeys and only focused on mine. Mm. And I always compare it to a race. When you're running your race, yeah. this is what happens, you're running. Right. You ride on it. And then what happens is you look left or right to see where everybody else is mm. and they end up catching up to you or passing you right. because you lost momentum because you were worried about what somebody mm. else is doing. Yeah. So my mindset, I'm like, well, look at this brand. They're doing this and they're getting this. Yeah. Look at this brand. They're getting this and this. And what happens is they're starting to pass me mm. because I wasn't focused on the end goal, yeah. the finish line. Yeah. So I had to change my mindset the way I look at things. Hey, I don't care what everybody else is doing. Mm. This this is what I'm doing. Yeah. If you happen across my path and we're working together or whatever, it's cool. Yeah. But I'm not focused on you or determining what I do based off of your actions. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, that's definitely what I had to change in my mind.
2: Nah, no, I love that. Love that. All right. Last but not least, ATM. Mm-hmm. Right? ATM is where you put your card in, you get some money out. You're getting, you know, money so you could buy something of value. Uh, you drop a lot of bars. So we want ATM. Another teachable moment. One more mm-hmm. bar. So if you can leave the audience with something. Give us
1: something that's going to impact their life forever. Mm, Another teachable bar. I would say, I talked about this earlier on social media, right? Mm. Um, I think that a lot of people have fear, Mm. right? And fear has been the number one thing that my people say that they have when they're I'm scared of fear. Mm. And for me, fear means fighting ego against reality. Mm. Now what does that mean? To me, it's like you fighting within yourself against what the reality actually is. Mm. You're telling yourself this when it could be this. You're Mm. telling yourself this and it could be this. I think fear comes from a, a place when we we're younger, right? Mm. You're, you're climbing on the monkey bars and you're swinging, and your mom's like, get down from there before you hurt yourself. <laughs> right. Before that, you weren't afraid to get mm. up there. You mm. was kind of like, I'm doing my thing. Right. But then once you realized there was a chance for you to get hurt, yeah. your mindset about that monkey bar changed. Mm. So a lot of people, it's the same thing in our businesses. People have told us, no, you can't do it. Uh That's a bad idea. You're not Uh going to make no money doing it. And we listen to those. And then we have fear. Uh Get rid of the fear because what happens is, see, God gave us all this vision. Uh God gave you this podcast. Uh God gave me support by colleges. Uh God gave camera people the talent. Uh Everybody has their thing. And when you let somebody talk you out of it that the dream was never made for, Uh that's when you end up missing out on your purpose in life. Uh So a lot of times we listen to people who tell us something, do this, don't do this. And the dream and the blessing was never made for them because God didn't put it on their heart. Yeah. And now we're suffering because we listen to somebody who was never meant for. Mm. So I say, get rid of fear, man. Go go for it. Like, just do it. Yeah, like he yeah, said, yeah, it. Yeah. just do it. Yeah, yeah. And watch the results happen. Wow, wow.
2: Love that. Listen! A million dollars worth of gain from the man himself, Corey Arvinger co-owner of support black colleges. If they want to connect with you, get more game, uh, Um, maybe take a program, whatever, where can they find you?
1: They can find me on my social media at Corey Arvinger, C-O-R-E-Y-A-R-V-I-N-G-E-R. That's where you can find me. All
2: right, let's do it, y'all. We are closing out The Vault. Another powerful episode of Inside The Vault with Ash Cash. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Inside The Vault. Follow me, Ash Cash, at... I am Ash Cash. Make sure you like, subscribe, review, do all of that stuff oh, because man. this is the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Tell a friend and tell a friend. I'll see y'all next time, same time, same place, in God's will. Peace. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You won't Ash Cash. You can catch it right here in the fall.